Hello and welcome to bonus episode number two, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. And on this special episode, I am joined by my glamorously gothy gal pal, C.L. Raven. So let's dive straight in, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, jeez. Whoa, Jesus. Did you see the way those guys looked at us? Who wants to go skinny dipping? back and ladies and gentlemen we are joined by our very very special co-host for this evening it is none other than cat and lynx cl raven give it up ladies and gentlemen hello, hello. how are you doing Wicked. excellent i love how we still pretend that we have another 10 minute conversation so it's been a little while since you've been on yes so uh, i'm glad you guys have come back thank you so much for giving up your time and being on Oh, we love being on. January was the last time you guys were on. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I only know that because it's said on Skype. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got some <laughs> no rain man kind of power sort of remembering dates. It, just, it was just right in front of me. <laughs> now, we are talking Tucker and Dale 
versus Evil. Oh my god, like one of one of my our favourite films. Yeah. Favourite films. It is right up yeah. there. Now I gotta be honest, I came to Tucker and Dale rather late in the game, and I am so glad that I discovered it because it's absolutely fantastic. It is it's clever as well. It's funny, but it's clever. And um obviously the guys who play Tucker and Dale, um Alan Tuddick is um Tucker. Tucker. I was and um, yeah. everyone else knows him from Firefly, but yes. from uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Then the guy who plays um, Dale was um, he played Tyler Labine, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he yeah. was um, Socks in Reaper, and we loved Reaper. Do you know? I, think, I never watched it. How long did Reaper last for? So like two or three seasons. Yeah. it wasn't very long. Yeah, because that, that's the one about the girl who becomes the Grim Reaper, isn't it? Yeah, uh, well, um, Sock's friend, I can't remember his name, like, um, oh, I can't remember what it was about now. It's like, <laughs> the devil was in it, because it's that guy who was, like, the Twin Peaks. Yeah, he was in Twin Peaks. I, re- I remember watching the pilot episode, mm. and I think that was about it. Uh, yeah, no, we watched it. Oh, it's like, but now I can't remember what it's about. I know they worked in a hardware store. Yeah. So here we go. Hang on a second. On the tw- on his twenty first birthday, Sam discovers his parents sold his soul to the devil before birth, and now he must now uh, now he must be a bounty hunter for the devil until he dies. Thank That's you, that. Imdaba. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Tyler Labine is in that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so we knew him from there before we saw Taco and Dale versus Evil. So we were like, oh my God, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, re- he's so good in this. He yeah, is. Oh, so good. I mean, you know, I mean, this one, I mean, is it the, you know, let's look at the numbers. It's directed by uh, Eli Craig um, with a screen by, screenplay by Eli Craig and Morgan Jungensen. Uh, it's by a story by Eli Craig and it stars Tyler Labine, Alan Tuddick. Uh, Katrina Bowden, uh, Jesse Mars, uh, and Chaelin Simmons. Um, cinematography is by David Geddes, uh, edited by Bridget Dunford. Mm-hmm. Um, it was distributed by Magnet Releasing. It was. It's, I, I couldn't get over this. It was eighty-nine minutes long. It's yeah, only, it's, it's quite a short film. Yeah, it is. It's quite just quite a short film. Um, and here it is. It's been at a budget of five million, mm-hmm. but it only made back four point seven. What yeah. I know. I remember reading that before when, when we did some research on it, and uh, yeah, I can't believe that because it's it's more of a cult favorite now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, I, mean, I mean, there's a sequel like that keeps getting mentioned, but nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Alan Tudyk mentioned, I think, uh, one of the comic cons that he was at um, about uh, I think when he was promoting Rogue One, and uh, they said that there was a script. But the script wasn't very good, so nothing was happening at the moment. But keep, but again, again, it's one of those films that just keeps sort of popping up all the time. Maybe we should write to them and say, look, we don't have a lot on at the moment. Maybe we could write the sequel. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, you guys are writers. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I feel a plan coming on. <laughs> yeah. We're wondering how we submit this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but this, I think, like you said, it is a bit of a cult film. It's sort of... There are lots of people. I think there's a, there's enough people out there to so when you say oh Tucker and Dale, um, but again it kind of went under the radar because it had a very very limited release, which is a little bit unfair, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but like we were thrilled because in I think it was Birmingham Horror Con, 
people, two guys cosplayed Takunde versus Evil and dragged a pair of fake legs. Oh, that's brilliant! Them. And we were we chased them down. <laughs> we chased them. We have no shame. We chase cosplayers if we have to. We do. <laughs> and, uh, got a photo, and we were like, we love Taco and Dale, and they were so pleased that they that we got the the reference because yeah. I think it's this one of these films that you know obviously not a great deal of people have seen, and those who've seen it have absolutely loved it. But yeah, for them to like cosplay them with with the the Seth's leg. It was just genius. Yeah. And I think it's one of my favourite cosplays. Yeah. I mean, the great thing about this film is it is a, it, you know, it's a very, very simple story on the surface. So mm-hmm. you, you've got um, Telegon Labine, they play a pair of well-meaning uh, uh, hillbillies uh, who are mistaken for killers by a group of clue, clueless college kids. Now, damn stupid college kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You think, actually, you're in university, you might have a modicum of common sense. Or <laughs> I went to university, I don't have any common sense either. So that, that, that you know, it's, it's a fair, I think it's a fair comment. Now, it's you know it, it plays on the idea you know on the on the you know the the sort of the wrong turn the hills of eyes mm-hmm. you know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing but this film is essentially about stereotypes and yeah. what it does in a sort of not so subtle and quite a subtle way in so many ways is it really does subvert it subverts the whole thing doesn't it you've got the teenagers who are spoiled and selfish and really really judgmental mm-hmm. and you've got the so-called hillbillies who are, you know, they're still slightly um, socially and awkward. Um, yeah. But they're not cannibals. They're not no. murderous. You know, they, you know, they, you know, they, they're not going to sort of suddenly eat them and sort of, you know, do horrible things to the bodies. Uh, you know, but you've also got like the police in this who are completely useless. And <laughs> yeah. got, but and then you have like the classic, you know, the classic blonde who's actually not dull. But yeah. Not clever. yeah. So it does play with all of those. It does play with all of those things. It, it it does just like take this sort of typical college kids on a holiday meeting hillbillies and completely turns it upside down. So when when I thought of, cause I think we just bought the DVD, didn't we? We yeah. saw it and we bought the DVD because the title sounded like a terrible B movie. Yeah, I mean, I got to yeah. be honest, with you, I'm a sucker for anything with the word versus in it. Yeah, like Sharktopus versus Terracuda. Oh, <laughs> so we thought it was going to be along those lines, Takundeo versus Evil. Well, then we watched uh, Sadoku versus um, Kyoko. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know, that's not along the lines of Sharktopus versus Terracuda. <laughs> yeah. What is that like? Because that's available on Shudder. Other horror streaming apps available. Um, <laughs> but I've never, I've never seen it. Is it, is it. is it worth a look or not? Uh, yeah, it's not yeah, bad, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's good because it does um, bring the ring and the grudge sort of um, universes together, um, which is pretty cool, actually. So, yeah, no, it's definitely worth it. Although, in this one, you die after two days of watching the video. Ah, seven, yeah. So. Cut it down a bit. It a bit. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, I, and I think going back to, like, versus films... I think it comes from watching King Kong versus Godzilla at a very young age. <laughs> I've always been a sucker for it. Oh, it's brilliant. And there's two versions of it. Um, there's the American version where King Kong wins, and there's the Japanese version where Godzilla wins. 
Of course, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's quite a sad ending, actually, for uh, um, for King. For those, you know, oh, spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, it's quite a sad ending. But it's um, you know, I think essentially they stick King Kong in a big cage and just push him out to sea. Ah, uh, it's a way to go. And it's just like this really sad-looking giant monkey in a cage oh. looking back. It's almost like, oh, that's a bit of a bummer. But yeah. it's, it's well worth it. It's well worth it. Now, the other thing, my wife um, is a media te- drama and media studies teacher. And mm-hmm. one year she was marking, um, she was doing exam marking. And she had um, this school from Birmingham, their, their exam papers. And mm-hmm. uh, she was sort of sat at the table marking. And she went, I think I've just discovered the greatest title for a film ever. And I was like, come on then, tell me. And she, and I my exact word, you know, my exact words were "holy fucking shit balls" <laughs> when I heard this. And she said, "Ninjas versus pirates." Wow! How how is this not being made at this moment in time? That's another film we need to write. Yeah, so, <laughs> probably because like um, Hollywood's lacking imagination. I'm going with that's why they haven't done it. Oh, they know that it would be the film to end all films and they'd never be able to top it, so they can't bear to bring themselves to make it. Mm. That's a really good point. That's <laughs> a really good point. But anyway, versus film, yeah, I'm a bit of a sucker for versus films. And like you said, what was it? Sharktopus versus... Harakuda. Nice. I still haven't seen I have not seen that one. Um, I've, seen, I've seen Shark with Three Heads. Yeah. Oh yes, it's three headed shark. It's two headed shark, three headed shark. I think there's actually a five headed shark out now. Nice. Six headed shark is coming out. Yeah, and of course, like this new um, shark neither is it now? Yeah, yes. and yeah, that got a cinema release as well. Really? Yes, oh, we got a cinema release. I think it was like for one night, but it, got a, but it got a cinema release. It got a cinema release, which is really cool. And they didn't tell us. Like, we are, like, the franchise's biggest fans. <laughs> I mean, Asylum are, you know, the geniuses. The Asylum they are absolute yeah. geniuses. And to be fair, there are not many people out there who continue, you know, who just churn them out like that. No, just I Just churn them out. Now, not appreciated. Underappreciated. Yeah. Underappreciated. Now, this film, I think it's fair to say, takes every single... Um, slasher trope, um, hillbilly um, trope, it, and just sort of it, you know you've got you've got touches of sort of don't go into the woods in there. You've got the you know Evil Dead in there. You've got Friday the you know bits of Friday the Thirteenth. It's a really really clever film. Now, this film has got <laughs> the one character in this who I just was so and it, it's down to the actor's performance because mm-hmm. the guy who plays Chad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He's such a dick. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. He just spent the entire film praying something horrible happens to him. He is just awful. But he's so good. Yeah, yeah. So good, and I love the way that very, very subtly, and very, very sort of you know, it's, it kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? That everything they do just makes this situation worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know? it, yeah, and um, one of our favourite, favourite lines is, we are having a doozy of a day. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's like, yeah. totally sums it up, but it's a complete and utter understatement. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I do love that, is that, 
<laughs> when, when, you know, when he says, you know, we can't, oh, we're just going to say, hello, officer, we're having a doozy of a day. And, <laughs> and then the police officer shows up and he turns around and he says, we're having a doozy. It's just brilliant. Yeah. And the comic timing is is perfect. And yeah, in the situations that they get themselves into, like he chainsaws through the nest of bees and then his face gets down <laughs> and then he's like, they think he's chasing the kids off with a chainsaw and it's not, he's trying to escape the bees, but now his face is all swollen and grotesque. Yeah, he's got nothing to put the chainsaw down in his panic. Well, it's the fact he's swinging for the bees with the chainsaw. Yeah. I just, it's just, and when he sat there and he sort of comes and his face is all swollen up. <laughs> it's, it, it, you know, Alan Tudyk is a very, very good comedian and he's sort of, he's a very, he's a very good actor actually. Um, and I mean, did you guys watch Firefly? Yeah, uh, we did. Yeah, I loved Firefly. I thought it was absolutely brilliant, and the the film Serenity as well. I think is excellent. I think oh, we've, not seen, we've not seen Serenity. Oh, it's, it's very good. It's very. The, it kind of sums, our, sums it up. Our one gripe for Firefly was is it Kaylee? Yeah, she annoyed us. Yeah, I think like, she is one of. Was, the, it was the scene where I think they're kind of in the brothel, and she like says to Simon like. Tell me I'm no. She says it to um, Wash, doesn't she? She's yeah. like, "Tell me I'm pretty," and we're like, "You need to die now." <laughs> She's like, "Am I pretty?" Tell me, and we're just like, "Yeah, no, you. That's it now. You're gone." Yeah, I mean, he's you know, yeah, he's really, really good in Firefly, and I love him in Rogue One. He's absolutely superb in Rogue One, uh, and it, because again, he sort of here he displays sort of excellent sort of physical comedy, absolutely superb physical comedy. But in sort of, um, you know, in um, Rogue One, he, obviously he plays, um, you know, he plays the uh, he, uh, K2, K2SO he plays in that. I could never quite remember the name. Um, <laughs> and he's a really sarcastic, acerbic robot. Uh. And he's absolutely, and it's just, it's just, it suits him perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. And I think he's a really underrated actor. Yeah, because like we haven't seen him much, but yeah, no, Tucker Day and Dale versus Evil, he is he's fantastic in there. And yeah, yeah so it's his comedy and that he can do horror as well and do both both brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. And I mean the other person I thought was really good in this, you know, again is Tyler Labane. Um, yeah. because yeah. he manages to sort of make Dale um incredibly sort of sweet and sensitive without making him sickly yeah because yeah, like you sort of like see him with um tucker and how easy he, he can talk to him and that and then you see him try and chat up ali um, ali i love the fact um, he's carrying a scythe yeah, yeah. Kevin is hoping just starts laughing because he thinks that will make him seem approachable because yeah. it just makes him look psychotic. <laughs> and then, so like he completely fails. They all run off scared, and then he goes back to day uh, to Tucker, and he's just like, "Oh, I'm really terrible at this," and he's back to being like his normal self. Yeah, sort yeah. of plays like and sort of shy or could so so she could hillbilly really well but at the same time then when he's with um tucker he's just he's like normal self and and he's really intelligent as well but that that doesn't always come across to me it's like i kind of 
I sort of empathise with him because he reminds me a little bit of us. Yeah. And <laughs> the people we're comfortable with, we're absolutely fine. And then we're like, we meet new people and we're like, don't be weird, don't be weird. And then, and the then first, of course, we end up being weird. Because we then get so nervous, we end up like saying, you know, like, I don't know, like making a necrophiliac joke at the we, wrong we time. Did that. We read necrophiliac <laughs> meme on Facebook. We were giggling about it so hard after gymnastics. And then we read out this, like, this image it was about a guy like his wife had died so he basically turned into wax with the work dummy and then like inserted the tube and we were just <laughs> thinking, it was the tube it was that made us laugh and so then our, our gymnastics friends wanted to know what we were laughing at so we read it out it's like how do you explain this okay so we'll just read it we'll, out we'll just now. read it out now so um <laughs> there was like wrong audience wrong, there was silence and then we were like oh Okay, and then a prime example again of our weirdness is we went around um, friends for games night on Friday, and they were having a walk. It's the same friend, actually. It's same friend. So we're not doing very well here. <laughs> and um, us in social situations is usually sitting in the corner by ourselves with a pet, usually with a pet. And luckily, she's got dogs, so uh, we had the dogs. They wanted the water fight. Now it was cold on Friday night, so we were like, we're not having a water. We're not joining in the water fight. We're wearing our hoodies. That's how cold it was. And, um, but also, she's got kids, and anyone who knows us knows that we do not like children like, <laughs> at all. And her, her child is um, a theatre theater kid as well. So, which just makes matters worse. And um, so they were like having the words fighting. This kid is like just screaming and screeching at the top of her voice. And in the end, we just went and sat inside by ourselves on our phones, which is generally how we look at, we were like looking at short story submissions that we'd found and so messaging our best mate going like, can you like come and rescue us please? And then, um, this went on for like an hour <laughs> and then, uh, our gym coach did come in and see if we were okay. And then we were saying like the screeching and that hurts our ears. Cause you've got like a uh, hypersensitive sensors, yes. especially hearing. Yes. And as we were explaining how much the, the screaming hurt us, the smoke alarm went off right <laughs> oh, above our head. Oh, no. So we left and we went to like the shed at the furthest part of the garden and we locked ourselves in the shed and we sat there. And we were just sat there like for an hour. Like these people must think we're really weird. We've come around their house to be sociable. We've locked ourselves in this shed. Just <laughs> there having fun outside because we can't cope with the noise level. <laughs> And then eventually we got to play board games and we played Cards Against Humanity, so we get to expose our twisted sides of that. <laughs> but, like, the next day we just sat there like, I don't think we can go around again. It's just, we were so awkward and they're not, they're a really sociable group. Yeah. So yeah. they're not, so it's like, it's fine when we're awkward with our, like, usual friends. They understand. They understand that, like, if we're in a noisy pub, we'll go and shut ourselves in the toilets for five minutes. This, this group of friends, have not really encountered this before. And we're on yeah, Facebook. They don't really like, understand, like, social anxiety and that kind yeah, of thing. And yeah, so yeah. it's like, so we do really identify. A twisted sense of humour. So we do really identify with uh, Dale and how awkward he is trying to talk to, like, the pretty college kid. Because that's kind of like uh, us. And then, like, trying to talk to, like, regular people. And, and then soaping <laughs> back to my friends going, we, we try so hard not to be weird. <laughs> We failed. Well, if it's any, you know, if, if it helps at all, it took me 10 years to uh, ask my wife out, so. Uh... <laughs> now, better. Yeah, well, you, the thing is, when we're looking at this, you know, 
there's a one of you're saying about like Dale remembering um, uh, remembering facts and like absolutely hammering. Um, it's Alison, isn't it? Ham- yeah, Alison. Yeah. But when they go and look for her friends, and they're all hiding behind the uh, behind the log butch, and obviously mm-hmm. they they only catch part of the conversation between the two of them. And yeah. you hear Dale saying, "Oh, he beat the crap out of her," <laughs> yeah. and then saying about going back to the cabin to finish her off. <laughs> and then they carve into the wood a message. We've got your friend. Yeah, we've got your friend. Yeah. And it just, you know, it goes from, it just goes on and on and on. It's like the lake scene. Hey, kids, college kids, we've got your friend. Yeah. They carve into the wood with an axe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Use an axe. Don't write a note. They carve it in with an axe. Yeah, they don't explain your friend's got concussion. She's in our hut. It's just, we've got your friend. <laughs> College kids, we've got your friend. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I love when um, Dale says to her, I should have known that if a guy like me talked to a girl like you, somebody's end up dead. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other one that I did chuckle at is when Dale gets his shirt caught. <laughs> when the sheriff pulls him over. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> it is just uh, it's just it's the timing on it is brilliant. Yeah. It's absolutely superb. Now oh. <laughs> the fact and then it you could see it that you could just see the whole, you know, the the, the film it, it unrolling and it just yeah. gets, it gets bigger. Cuz you you start bigger. off watching it thinking it's going to be this one thing and then Kind of like with that scene, the shirt getting caught and then trying to chat with the college kids. Yeah. You suddenly realise, actually, this is not what I was expecting. This is a completely different film and it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, like it, it, it is the classic bait and switch, isn't it? You've got... Yeah. It, basically, it's a film told from the perspective of the hillbillies, you know, um, who are there. You know, all they want to do is try and help. That's it. Yeah. They just yeah. want to help. And they, they want to help, and they want to do up there, and they, they want to take their, their uh, vacation cabin. Yeah, yeah. Tucker's vacation cabin. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that that moment where he hits the bee's nest, <laughs> and he's chasing him, and that uh, is it, Mitch. I think it's Mitch, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. he runs, and he runs full pelt into that branch, <laughs> and it goes right the noise. And the look on his face, and the fact yeah, it's the look on his face that when uh, Tucker runs past him, and yeah. he's realised, oh, <laughs> yeah, and I said, and now I'm impaled on his, and he kind of like looks down, and he's like, oh, and there's that bee that the one single bee oh, lands, yeah, the one lands on his nose, lands on his nose, and he's and he just, and the, there's a little dribble of blood as he sort of expires. It's absolutely, and the fact that you know Tucker has no idea that this has gone on, yeah. And the chaos like, he's caused, he's a, a complete, completely oblivious to the chaos. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's just absolutely, it's just so funny. And like when you've got the character like Chad and he's doing everything at the most inappropriate times. Yeah. So you've got like Alison when she falls in and drowns and she's been kidnapped and then they come and find him and he's drunk and he's practicing throwing a hatchet. Yeah. yeah, and then you've got the other girl. Oh, what's the other blonde girl's name? Oh, um, 
Oh, my God, I'm terrible with names. What's the other... Um... Well, you watched it today, so... That's, that's <laughs> uh, uh, Chloe, the character Chloe, where she's in heels. Oh, and that one, yes. And yes. she's, you know, and she's got a, you know, and she, she's trying to get a signal on her phone and he takes her phone and smashes it. Yeah. You just think, just what, are like, you, what are you doing? doing? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, and it's, it, you know, there are so many mo- little moments like that. And, the, you know, the way in which that they try to explain the situation. Yeah. And then it just ends up worse. And then, of course, then Chad starts setting traps. Yeah. Which, which is just, like he just suddenly goes from like regular college kid to like trying to kill these hills to like survival expert yeah. setting traps and like when he they managed to capture Tucker in the trap yeah and then they cut off his fingers yeah. and then and but Dale's reaction when they send him the fingers is they cut off his bowling finger. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- at the end, there is a, that, you know, okay, we're going to go into spoilers. I mean, the film's nearly 10 years old now, people. So, you know, 2010 it came out. So you've had plenty of time to watch it. Yeah. When Tucker is lying in the hospital bed at the end and he says, they found my fingers. <laughs> and he's got the one polished nail. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I like in, in that scene as well when um, Dale brings him in the studio and he's like, Bendy, I got you your favourite sipping utensil. Yes. Like, yeah. We can't like say, we, we're not like, we now can't say, oh, can we have a straw of our drinks? It now has to be, can we have that sipping utensil? Your favourite sipping utensil. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the other bit that I love is you and you say about the trap and he sort of steps <laughs> he steps into the trap and the spike comes down and goes straight through his dungarees. Uh, yeah, we've got that quote written down. Is, uh, yeah, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm dad, I'm not hung like a bear. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's the fact that he's like too scared to check whether or not it's impaled him. It's like, dude, you'd know. But yeah. he's just like carefully feeling <laughs> his way down his dungaree yeah, yeah. to make sure he hasn't been impaled. And it's like, I think you'd know if you had. <laughs> it is, I mean, in terms of this film, what are your favourite kills? If you could rank them in order, what would your favourites be? Oh, oh, it's got to... head first in the wood chipper. Yeah. That is just, is the way in which that he is oh, holding Yeah, because he's legs. trying to save him, but they think he's <laughs> feeding him into the wood chipper. It's like, there's no saving him from that. And it's it's the, like when, then when they're like, these kids just keep killing themselves around <laughs> them. It's a suicide so they, pact. Yeah, and because when they think that, because Alison helps them dig out the, like, the sewer thing, the, yeah, yeah. the outhouse. Yeah. And they think the, the, um, for the septic tank, the septic tank, and they think Dale's making her dig her own grave. Yeah. And then they've yeah. got like the sort of wood in there and then that kid runs in and then impales himself <laughs> on the spike. And that but they're like, oh, they're making her dig her own grave and it's not she's just helping him because she was like a farm girl, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a brilliant exchange between them just before that when she asks him what what's he doing? And he's there, God, I'm digging a shit, a shit, a, I mean, I, I mean, a crap hole. Uh, I mean, a, and he goes through it all mm. and you just see the excruciation on his face that he's trying to say the right thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so just, good. He, and he plays it so well. It does, and the relationship between Dale and Alison is really sweet as well. Yeah, yeah, but without being like 
vomit inducing it's just mm. it is really that she sort of comes to like trust him that because he's being really nice of her but not being sleazy not being creepy no. he's just yeah he's just sort of genuinely like really shy and awkward and it's it's quite not it's unusual yeah and it's, it's really nice and then so you then when they sort of start to fall for each other it's just, it is a really sweet and then yeah. like um but yeah, so awkward as well. And I, I, I love when he buys her the pink helmet. Yes. <laughs> well, this is the thing. She gets knocked out three times in two days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other, the other, my, one of my favourite deaths in this actually is the kid with the gun. <laughs> and he's trying to shoot it. And then Dale tells him about the safety on the side. <laughs> yeah. And he just, and he sort of looks at it and he's like, don't do that. And he just, but not only does he like sort of, shoot himself in the face. He just blows his head clean off his shoulders. Yeah. It's it, it, yeah, and he's the, and you know and the fact that they're having this gun bat and he's got the nail gun. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's a great great moment and it's this film is full absolutely full of these and it's, when the cop know. ends up with the nail in his face. Yeah. So obviously they get the cop and the cop brings him back. And then he leans against the rickety beam yeah. and then it collapses and he ends up with a nail in his face or the plank of wood yeah. nailed to his face. And so then the college kids think that the cop's gone in and then been attacked. And it isn't. It's just that he leaned on that. And it's it's nice because they warn Alison at the beginning, don't touch that beam. Yeah. So you know that something's going to happen is the foreshadowing of the beam and then he leans on it. Yeah. And I mean, it's the... I love that, and there's a there's a great line. He's he's okay. He's gonna walk it off. Yeah. <laughs> and the nails are actually through the back of his head. Yeah. I, I I mean, this film is it's full of really really great lines. It is really really full of them. And I mean, there's sort of, uh, I mean, even down to like um, Dale's lock and load montage. Yeah. yeah. When he and, yeah. And, he, and I love the bit where he kicks the door open and she said she says, "Well, what are you wearing?" And he's, and he's just like, "Well, I just thought it'd be cool." Yeah, yeah. I like the scene when in the uh, the gunfight tonight like, they're trying to keep down, so they are just like rolls around. Yes. <laughs> rather than like crawling, he just like like log rolls over Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, that, that, get up. now that does remind me of um, one time we went uh, a. Big, a large group of us went paintballing, mm-hmm. um, and to say that we, the, you know, the, the paintballing hurts a mm-hmm. lot. I can imagine that's like the one thing that's put me off because of getting a pellet in the butt cheek, I imagine, is quite uh, unpleasant. Pellet in the boob. What, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that would hurt. Yeah. I mean, I got shot in the throat at one point. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and let's say, you know, obviously, a group of boys together. Um, the first thing everybody did was shoot each other in the, you know, shoot each other in the in ass the and then yeah. straighten the nuts after. Yeah. Um, you know, that was the first thing. But there was a moment where <laughs> two, two of our friends, two of my friends, let's say it, it just, you know, larger gentleman, where <laughs> he did actually do the, the tail log roll over the other one whilst they were on the floor. Oh, my God. And I did. Wow. <laughs> it was just one of those moments. And it's out in the woods. And you think to yourself, if we were ever in a survival situation, we're all dead. Yeah. We're all dead because we spent more time shooting each other and dropping things. Or, you know, we're in another moment where somebody threw a paint grenade, hit the tree in front of them, bounced back and exploded right on them. That was the, I can imagine that would happen to us. And it's like, part of me's always been... Uh, 
wanted to go pinpointing, but at the same time, I'm like, it's probably going to really hurt. We're covered in enough bruises from Pofet, never mind adding paintball bruises to them. But we probably just shoot our friends as well. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's the first thing you do. It is the first yeah. thing. You do. Now, the other character in this film who I instantly fell in love with was Kanka's the dog. Oh my God, I loved him. Because he looks, he was so he's just so cute. He looks very much like my big white dog. No, he does. So I was instantly, inst- and the fact that when he's going to shoot him, as well, yeah. and he's got him tight. It's just it's it's a it's a great it's a really really good moment. I know, no, 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 point, no, no, not Kankers. What's he ever done? Kankers never hurt anyone. But it's yeah. I'll be really angry. I'll get really mad. Yeah, don't hurt my dog. Yeah, I will. I'll guess I'll be so mad if you hurt my dog. <laughs> I mean, it is a really, really good film. Um, and there's, there's so many different sort of elements in this. And but it's one of these films that like, we often, like when we were kids, we used to watch films like over and over. But um, as we got older, we've realised there's so many films that we still haven't watched, so we don't tend to. However, this one, we keep coming back to. It doesn't matter how many times you see it, it's still funny. Yes. It's our one film, like... Um, our mate Tom like once asked us to introduce us to introduce him to some horror films because he never watches horror. Yeah. So we put on Friday the Thirteenth, Silent Hill, and Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, we wouldn't let him watch. Yeah, Ca- Nightmare on Elm Street. So not Friday the Thirteenth. Um, no, we did let him watch Cabin in the Woods. We did, but we were like, you got to watch some horror before you watch Cabin in the Woods, otherwise you just won't get it. And then our other one was Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and. He wasn't. He wasn't a fan of uh, Nightmare. I think he quite liked. Uh, he he, he didn't liked like Cabin in the Woods. He thought that was clever. He didn't like the ending of Nightmare because it didn't end happily, and we were like, "Welcome to horror." <laughs> he loved Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It's a great gateway film. I think it's a it great is. gateway film for people who, um, or maybe you know, people y- younger, you know, younger viewers who are getting into horror. There's not an excessive amount of nudity in it. I don't think there's any in it. There's a little yeah. bit of language. It is gory, but in a very, very comic book kind of gore. Exactly. So it's like not like stomach turning. It's just it's, funny. It's not hostile. Yeah. No, it's not hostile. It's not like spit on your grave. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. like we watched the third one of that, and everyone was like. I didn't realise there were any sequels. I mean, like, no, the sequels to the remake. And we were like, now they're going to remake the original. And uh... yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got, um, I've got, I haven't seen the remakes. I have not seen the remakes. Yeah, we haven't seen the original. We've seen all. We've seen the remake and then the sequels to the remake. And so yeah, we haven't watched. I f- yeah, we haven't watched the original no, one. I think they're doing a sequel to the original. Oh, yeah, it's a sequel to the original, isn't it? Yeah, with the woman's daughter, I think it is. Oh, oh yes, actually, because I think it appeared in... I think it's there was an article either in Scream magazine or... I think that's where we read it, yeah. It's in Scream, yeah, Scream magazine. Now, there is a, you know... At the heart of this film, there's quite a sweet message, really, isn't it? It's all about, mm-hmm. sort of, um, you know, believing in yourself and sort of, you know... You, you know Tucker telling Dale that he's better than he thinks he, that he is. Yeah. You know, and, he, and he, it's, there's some really, really good moments between the two of them, and they have some excellent chemistry in this. They do. Yeah, and, it, and then, like, they persuade the hillbilly friend to go and chat at the beautiful girl in the bowling alley. And then, like, she's so wrong. Yeah, so it is, a, yeah, it's like the, the sort of saying, 
there's no such thing as really people being out of your league because like, people are just people if you get to know them because yeah. like yeah the hillbilly's like well i can't go talk to her look at me look at her and they're like well no actually you can it you know it's kind of thing of like looks don't matter it's what's on the inside and that kind of thing so yeah, yeah it's a yeah. really good message and also to not judge people by like first appearance or how you kind of think that they first are just like wait till you get to know them and then judge stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i i would te- i was very very impressed with this by katrina bowden the the actress oh. who played allison um be- simply because if you think about the sort of the non-lethal slapstick end of things, she takes an absolute beating. Yeah, she does. <laughs> and the the bit with the shovel made I oh did my think God. the noise it makes. Yeah. Uh, and like when they, you know, the, obviously the, I did really feel as well for Tucker when his his holiday home goes up in flames. I know. And it's they, just like oh, they're lying in there and they lie on the, the, the you know the house is in flames and you know. Tucker, you know, Tucker says, uh, my holiday home. And then Dale says, your holiday home. And then uh, Alison's line is, I'm not a very good therapist. <laughs> yeah. When she tries to make them all sit down and have this conversation. It's, it's just brilliant. Yeah, they're sort of like lamenting it. She's like, oh, my God, yeah, no, I'm a terrible therapist. Because yeah, it ends up, her therapy session ends with the holiday home burning down. <laughs> yeah. None of our therapy sessions ended like that. No. No. <laughs> No, they'd be very interesting if it did, and quite expensive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but in the entire hospital. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other moment that I did wince, I really, really winced, was the the death by um, uh, the uh, oh, like the the strimmer. Oh. Where he came running into the room, and she ducked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, it's oh, to the oh, face. Oh, yeah. No. It's just absolutely brutal. <laughs> it's yeah. just, and it's it sort of, and obviously there's lots of nods to different horror films. And it, this was a really good nod. Have you ever seen um, Brain Dead, the Peter Jackson film? No. You have to see it. You have to. It, it is quite possibly one of the goriest splatterfest films in history. It is. It is unreal. It is unreal. It's all about a guy who lives with his mother who's quite sort of overbearing and uh, he takes her to the zoo and she, or she follows him and his girlfriend to the zoo and he, she's spying on him and she gets bitten by this monkey rat type creature mm-hmm. and turns into a zombie and then he starts feeding people to her and, and they, you know, before you know it, there's a massive outbreak of the undead. It's got the one of the best gorier slapstick endings to a film ever it's well worth it it's it's peter jackson before lord of the rings um and it is completely unrestrained it's brilliant it's really really good then. definitely now are there any moments in this that really stand out for you you always go back to besides the chip a bit is there anything the little things that sort of you know always make you chuckle when you think about this film um i just like the most, the, they're just constantly like yelling and like, hey, college kids. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> they didn't even know they go to college, but you know, obviously they're college age. But yeah, and it's just like the, the we're having the doozy of the day is there. Uh, yeah, that's like my favorite, favorite moment of it. In fact, they're just like panicking, going, oh, what are we supposed to do if the police come? Oh, hello, officer, we're having a doozy of the day. And then the police comes and then it's just like holding the, 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 the severed legs up and then going, hello, officer. 
we are having a doozy of a day and they're like holding up the severed legs and you're like yeah how are they going to explain this and they're like he's like he just ran he just jumped head first straight into the chip and he's like all these college kids just keep killing themselves around us and yeah well, well like this oh, oh Heidi oh Heidi ho officer we've had a doozy of a day yeah, yeah. and it's just the the fact of their confusion as to this like suicide cult of college kids that are trying to ruin their vacation home because they've just gone there to nicely do the vacation home and these college kids just randomly appeared and they're just spoiling everything by killing themselves on their property. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the kind of a thing of why us? Why our property? Yeah, what's we done kind of thing? Why, why, why have they chosen us to do this too? Yeah, yeah, and I tell you what's quite interesting. This is a this film. If anybody you know is sort of likes this kind of trivia, and I'm a little bit nerdy with this. There's um, a really, really good. You know, this is a really good example of something called um, Hanlon's Razor. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever heard of Hanlon's Razor? No. Well, it's a, basically Hanlon's Razor is a um, it's a piece of film theory or a, you know um, theory that sort of. I haven't got my notes in front of me. I should have, should have really thought about it. Where basically um, you get sort of like uh, aphorisms expressed in various ways. So uh, you're never attributed something to malice that which adequately explains by stupidity. So basically, you you know, the, Tucker and Dale, they're, ne- they're not malicious in any way, shape or form. And all the things are going on around them. Um, they're really unlikely... Happen, you know, the, the fact that, you know, somebody has run headfirst into the wood chipper. Yeah. Um, is just because it's human behaviour and the consequences of that. So everything just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So you've got that moment where you've got the guy who, you know, he runs headfirst into the wood chipper and then they try to pull him out. Yeah. And then as they're pulling him out, the police arrive. Yeah. And then the police are in that. So it goes from that it looks like they've just murdered two people to then them going into the house because they've said that they've kidnapped somebody. <laughs> Look, they think they've kidnapped somebody. And then the police officer ends up accidentally killing himself. Yeah. Which then leads to... It's, just, it's such a brilliant example. Yeah, and another favourite part of mine is the, like, the revelation of uh, Chad's DNA. That he's hillbilly. Half hillbilly. It's the fact that she says, you're half hillbilly. Yeah, and, and he's the, like, you can't deal with it. Yeah, and the picture of the yeah. guy in the newspaper. Yeah. I, I love the, the just literally they've taken his face and put it on the, it's a yeah. pretty, it's an absolutely. And, the, you know, because he's like, he really, really hates hillbillies and that, and then finding out that he is half hillbilly and, and uh, it, is, it is just amazing because, yeah, sort of like he's a product of this like really horrific event that happened. Yeah, well, well yeah. you know, you're in the middle of this comedy, and it it sort of it is a little bit jarring at times though when they do sort of bring up the fact that uh, Chad is the product of um you know um his mother, you know, he's the child of uh, he's a rape child of a psycho killer essentially, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know, who's, uh, <laughs> which is just quite when you put it in context of the rest of the film, it's, it does stand out. It does, yeah. It, and especially because he gets like really crazy, and then like you know, like his faces are like charred, and yeah, yeah. he just like completely loses and when he it. Kisses her, and his yeah, face oh, is all yeah. burnt. It's just oh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. yeah. But the um, you know, one of the, the 
the things that I love is you see the escalation of his character. Yeah. He's at the beginning, he's just a dick. Yeah. By the end, he is like the raving, psychopathic, psychotic, chainsaw-wielding hillbilly, isn't he? Yeah, and he's like, oh, if I can't have you, then no one's having you. So he becomes what he thinks Tucker and Dale are. Yeah, completely. Completely. And I mean, the other moment that I thought was really, really good was the, um, like, the found footage at the beginning of the film. Yeah. That was really, really cool, with the, with the news reporters sort of um, wandering and uh, they get chopped out. It's a really, really cool moment and quite, quite a, you know, quite a scary moment. It's like, I think it's like three minutes long, that opening, mon- that, that opening segment, but it's so well done. Yeah, because it's like, and also it doesn't, yeah, there's like all those newspaper clippings, isn't there, in Tucker's cafe? Yeah. yeah. They don't yeah. take down, which makes them look like they were part of that hillbilly and massacre. That, and there's bones. Yeah. Well, the other thing, that's the other great moment as well, isn't it, where you've got Tucker, and, you know, they're both there and they're looking at all these newspaper bits. And the one thing they find is the chili dog voucher. Yeah. <laughs> Still in date, isn't it? Yeah. And they're completely yeah. oblivious to it. Completely, completely oblivious to it. Because like, you see it, and yeah, you just see, isn't it, Dale going, "Oh my god!" And then he's like, ah, "Chilling," and he yeah. Thinks, so you think that he's going on about the killings, and oh my god, these killings! And it's not. He spotted the chili coupon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it, you know, I mean, this is like I said, it's a great film to get people involved, uh, interested in horror, and that, and it's a gentle way to break them in. It is because I can't like. I won't find you know, access to introduce him to Howard, but our gym coach has asked us to introduce him to Howard because we've pointed out numerous times how um, we're the only ones in the gymnastics group that actually like horror. None of them like it or watch it. And we're they like, all like, they all like sort of like anime and that. And we're like, horror. Disney. Yeah. And we're like, horror is our lives. And we're like, we really don't fit in with this like anime Disney loving group. No, and normal and sociable. So I don't quite know why they still invite us to hang out with them. <laughs> but um, so but our coach is like, oh, I want you to introduce me to horror films. So of course, then the first film that comes to mind is, oh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Because it's just genius. Yeah. But then when I look now, they're not going to find it funny. And it will be there like, dying with laughter especially at the wood chip a bit and all of the lines and they'll just be like this is not really horrific <laughs> well you know I, I mean so like you said you don't really want to start somebody off with something you know like uh, you know Hellraiser um, or I made that mistake before um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, we have such sights to show you yes yeah have you seen any of the later Hellraiser films no, we've only seen one and two. Yeah. Leave it at that. I mean, three at a stretch. Three is pretty good. After that, um, it's not great. It's not great at all. It's to not- me, it seems to be an idea that has so much potential that hasn't been fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you read the books? Yeah, we've read, read Help on Heart. Yeah, which it's is amazing. It is amazing. That is, that, it's an amazing book. Amazing book. But yeah, it's sort of like the Hellraiser thing. It's sort of I think it could have been done in the films so much better. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right there. I think you're right there. Right now, here's the big question: mm-hmm. What would you guys score, Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Ooh, oh, it's, oh, this is gonna be high. This is like I'm gonna get like maybe like. Nine and a half. Yeah, ten, nine, yeah, yeah, nine and a half, sort of. 
nine and a half. Do you know what? I gave this one a nine. It's a nine out of ten for me. I was I absolutely love this film. Yeah, it's it is you know it is. And it is it is one of the few films that we constantly revisit, and it doesn't matter how many times we watch it, not disappointed. I'm still entertained. It's still funny. The jokes, like they're not, they haven't worn Finn yet, and so it's like to me the fact that we can still just like go back and, and rewatch it and enjoy it as much as we did the first time is that sort of like testament to how good it actually is. Yeah. Really. yeah. For me, I love how it's a complete subversion of the of of, of the genre. I yeah, love how it's clever. Yes. It's clever kind of without being pretentious. It's yes. funny without trying too hard. Yes, and I think unfortunately horror comedy um does kind of fall into that sometimes. Yeah. I think you know there are some really really good horror comedies out there. Um there are some really really good but they you know you it's a fine line. It is a really, really fine it is, line. Because it's like there's some that's horror with comedy, and then there's some that's comedy with a bit of horror. But Tucker and Dale works brilliantly as a horror film and brilliantly as a comedy film. Yeah. So they've managed to sort of blend it together so well that it kind of like I suppose like in a way it's sort of like in a leak of a tone, isn't mm. it? It's just both the horror and comedy are done so well that neither really detract from the other. They can't they more complement each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think there are some really, really good horror comedies out there that do that. I mean, the, you know, Cabin in the Woods does it really well. Love, love that. Yeah, love that film. Um, American Werewolf in London is mas- mm. it does it masterfully. Short yeah. of the Dead. Yeah. There does it really, really well. Zombieland. Yeah. Zombieland is a great one. Fright Night. Fright Night is so good at it. It walks the line between being genuinely frightening and uh, horror and, and, and comedy. Gremlins. Yeah, you know, I love oh, Gremlins. Gremlins. gremlins so people good. obviously, you know, people think of Gremlins and they think of Gizmo, and but it's a Christmas horror. It is. Yeah, we watched it at Christmas as part of our Christmas horror. Yeah, I, I, it's one of my favourite things to do is uh, is chuck it on at uh, <laughs> at Christmas. Um, of course, all the Evil Dead films. Uh, you've got. I mean, for me, one of the best um, horrors, horror comedies for a while was The Final Girls. Um, that came I out in two, that one. Came on two thousand and fifteen. Um, it's a horror comedy with a bit of fantasy uh, thrown in there. Um, mm-hmm. It's about um, a girl whose mother was a B movie actress um, and is unfortunately killed in like um, in a um, in a car accident. And she goes to a special screening uh, of one of her slasher movies, and then there's a fire in the um, in the theatre, and they end up being sucked into the film. Oh, okay. It's really, really good. It is well worth it. It is well worth it. Um, it's it, honestly, and it's got a it's got a really good cast. It's got a really good performance in it. Um, the other one is Return of the Living Dead. Absolutely, you know, the, you know, you got the, the zombies eating brains, and you got it, it's absolutely superb. Return. We saw Dead. one actually, but that was it was a zombie when it was called Night of the Living Deb. About yes, it's so good. I've I've not it is it was, I've not seen it. I it's been on my watch list for 
about three years now and I still have not got around to it. Oh no, you absolutely need to watch it. It's so good. It's like the worst ending to a one night stand ever. Yeah. <laughs> and that's got the fit guy from Reaper in it, isn't it? It has, yeah. He plays the guy's father. Yeah. Ah. And of course, we talked Dead Snow last time you guys were on. Yeah. Yes. Again, great com- great horror comedies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. maybe we need to add those to our watch list to introduce Ryan into. I might make a note. Yes. <laughs> films that like we need to introduce people to because I, um, a lot of. Uh, but although, like, this is also a good way we can judge friendships because if they don't like them, then we know that they're not worth knowing. <laughs> like we often read out the week with Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> and if they don't laugh at, like, our favourite cards, then they, we can't be friends. Like, uh, one of my favourites came up last night, which is stuffing a child's face with fun dip until he starts having fun. Or <laughs> 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 the biscuit out of an orphan's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the corpse ones, like, they always make us giggle. And uh, <laughs> so it's like we know that if people don't laugh at the ones we've got that, you know, perhaps... Uh, the friendship might not last or we'll just have to like hide that side of ourselves. <laughs> so what I know you guys are incredibly busy. You don't stop. You're always, you know, you're at conventions, you're, you know, you're doing, you know, gymnastic, you do, you know, you, you got your own radio show. What are you mm-hmm. guys doing at the moment? Cause I know obviously you got, you got fans out there, who, you know, you know, really love following you on Twitter or on Instagram. You know, what have you guys uh, got coming up? Um, well, well, today non-horror related, we went paddleboarding. Nice. And, um, Actually, doing some non-fiction articles at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, creative non-fiction. One is about. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. One it was um, an anthology once, like inspiring stories about running. Right. So we've detailed our hatred for running and how we got conned into doing the wolf run. <laughs> how much we hated it. And um, and then the another one is about. Like, but we've kind of got an uplifting ending in that we run on the treadmill once so we can no longer hate it. But so the, like, that's a positive thing. Although I haven't been able to run since I tore my ankle ligaments. Yeah. And then I started getting back into running and then hurt my back doing a ha- falling out of a headstand. <laughs> so I now can't run again. Now currently can't do gymnastics either. And then, um, again, non-fiction article about pole fit as well, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, um, so we've we've just written and edited a a crime novel, actually, supernatural crime novel about a necromancer who helps the uh, police. Um, nice. Because like, crime is like one of the biggest like genres, and we used to write crime when we were teenagers because we've always been fascinated like serial killers and true crime documentaries. So we thought. We haven't written crime in like 20 years. It's probably like time that we start, but keep the horror in it as well. So, and mostly we've just been editing other people's work. <laughs> we have, yeah. yeah. But, um, how do you guys find that? Um, I actually find it quite good. I actually find it that I learn from it. Yeah. That, that some, sometimes I, I'll point something out that I've noticed in someone's work, and then I'm like, and then I might like see it in hours, which I hadn't seen before. So I, so I do find it often like teaches us stuff, and uh, it's interesting to read other people's work as well, mm. rather than just our own all the time. Yeah. So, um, are you guys working on anything 
in particular at the moment or at the moment just the articles isn't it yeah just writing non-fiction at the moment um then hoping to bring out our body snatches book round about october time um the body snatches in edinburgh because we read like journals of body snatchers we read um a book all about the life of uh, Dr. Knox, who broke in here, so the bodies too. He was yeah. quite a fascinating man. Yes. And like the only the last chapter is about Burke and here because this person who wrote it was like a massive, massive fan of Dr. Knox. I think he was like one of his students. So the book is full of praise with Dr. Knox. And then the very last chapter, it's like, oh yeah, and Burke and here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happened. <laughs> now, obviously, you guys also do a little, you know, a little bit of ghost hunting. Have you got anything coming up on that on that front? Um, we're hoping this summer, if we can find a couple of days, to go and camp on Pendle Hill Oof. and find the witches, or at least the witch ghosts. Now, technically, wild camping's like frowned upon, except in Dartmoor, but so many people camp on Pendle Hill that no one really cares, as long as you clean up after yourself. So we're trying to find a couple of days that we can go and spend on Pendle Hill, but... Um, at the end of this month, we're going to London for the first time ever. Right. And we're going to do London. <laughs> uh, we're going to do Jack the Ripper tour and a ghost tour. Yeah. And we're going to the tower, going to the museum, the dungeons, the dungeons, basically all the creepy stuff in London. We're nice. going to do. So um, I, we'll get... I don't know if they still got it there, but the Necrobus is a lot of fun. Where? Yeah, they, they do have like a ghost bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's one called the Necro Bus. It's a lot of fun. It's like a sort of uh, it's performance based. It's oh, a okay. lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Because we've not been to London before, so um, apart from like Comic Con, yeah, like we've done Comic Con, but so we've been desperate to go. But at the same time, we're like, oh, London's so big and everything. But one of our friends, her friend, who lives in London is coming to stay in Cardiff that weekend, so we've, which she's given us her flat. Oh, that's lovely. And uh, she's got a cat as well, so we get the cat for the weekend too. <laughs> <laughs> so we were pleased with that, because he's like, we'll have to like, cat sit for her. We were like, so... <laughs> well, there we cat, go. Cat is called Alan, so we're, we're looking forward to that. That's a good cat name. And have you got any Urban X coming up? We're trying to arrange it because we want to go to that uh, village in Ammerford, Pontefandon. Yeah. That abandoned village. We want to go there. And then um, our warrior trainer is really interested in joining us. And his words were like, the more illegal, the better. So he wants like to do some really challenging ones. Right. So um, like the most challenging one we've come across is Cum Coke Works in Pontefreve. And right. um but like I have here, there's like security guard and the dog. But lots of people get in there, so we've got a list of places that we want to go to. So, it's, but just no time to go. Yeah, so we're, <laughs> we're just trying to find a day that we can go there and uh, sort of and actually get out this summer and uh, do stuff other than work. <laughs> well, as always, it has been an absolute pleasure having you guys on. Uh, been amazing being back on yeah and look we're definitely gonna have to do the Armadaville yes yes I not think of anybody better to have on than we a... need to rewatch it yeah I've got, we've got Armadaville 2 taped on Sky Planless we need to find the original I bet we've taped it on VHS I know we probably have we need to check our VHS it's probably on there well, I've got. A, I think I've got a spare DVD that you guys can borrow. So if you if you let me know, if you stack, let me know, and then you can have a copy. 
Awesome. Once again, guys, thank you so much for being on. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having us back. No worries. Anytime. It's an open invitation. Take care now. Take care. Ta-da. Bye. This is our from Cadavercast. You've been listening to Thundered Wookie. The back.